Yeah, exactly. All right, let's get it. All right, perfect. Welcome back to the 100 Grand Podcast. It has been a long time coming. And finally here with the man, the myth, let's go. the goat. Well, it comes to that hip-hop, you know what I mean? I'm, I'm really excited to have him with me because he's here with me all the time. My man, Paul Wrights, 23. Yo, yo, thank you for the kind words. Is We're it here. Sh- should it should be like Paul Wrights or finish line or... Nah, just, how do we want to go uh, with man, Paul Wright, uh, right? You've taken a real throwback with the finish line, <laughs> but what I would like to say is I think I want to go, with, you know, my rap name, Paul okay. Wright's Twenty Three. All right, all right. I know so, you're real legal with it. I, I understand exactly. Hey, man, we just, you know, trying to make the best possible scenario. <laughs> Yo, so, it, but it does feel good. I'm not gonna lie to you, Paul. It does feel good to be back, man. We've been talking about actually getting back into this podcast game. People don't know we've been doing podcasts way before. Now it seems like everybody and their mama has a podcast. So we said, why not come back? I mean, we've structured some things differently, and you'll figure that out as we go along. But it is good. It doesn't feel good to finally be back to hey, some man, degree. It feels great because at the end of the day, it's like something that we're dope at, something that we're passionate about, and it feels good to get this production and get this work in, and it's something we enjoy doing. And I definitely want whoever's listening to enjoy. We got some dope topics coming up, you know, as far as like all kinds of different stuff, whether it's hip hop, pop culture, inspiration. And I know you guys are going to be really interested in it. Yeah, yo. So talking about dope this week, I actually finally got to see Well, I found out that uh, the Notorious B.I.G.'s new documentary on Netflix was actually dropping. And I got to watch it yesterday. Okay. I think it's called Biggie uh, Life. Uh, I forgot what exactly the title is. I'll find that out in a second here when we look online. But so I watched the documentary. And first of all, before we even get into the documentary, where is Big? Is Big in your top five? Is Biggie in my top five? Notorious B.I.G. Is he as hip hop as one of the dopest? I got to be clear with you because I know you you might say yeah, like, like lyricists, right? Yeah. So yeah. where does he rate for you? Uh, and lyrically, that's a well. He did some really unique things, but yeah. Where does he rank? Where does Biggie rank? I guess if you want, can you quickly? Don't be too long with it, but give me quickly these four lists or these lists you're talking about break it down to um, three lists where he ranks for you well you got the list of what's your personal top five favorites mm-hmm. you got your list on where you take your bias out and you're thinking about like who's the best greatness as far as cultural impact lyricism okay. all that stuff That's so you got good. lyricism and you got like artists top okay five okay artists. okay okay Those so give me really quick these four that you just gave me which yeah. I, I, if okay let's do I this mean, there's instead. probably more you can make but that's just what comes off from the top of the head let's do this different categories if, you can rank people in yeah that's right let's do this then because you did give one yeah. that i thought would work for everybody is you talked about cultural influence where does yeah. he rank in that list for you as uh cultural influence is he in your top five when yeah, it comes to that yeah for cultural influence he's got to be in my top five off the top of my head you got eminem jay-z um tupac and biggie probably okay, you know what I'm saying? okay i can't really even think of anyone who would top those four guys i didn't even want to get too deep into it because you know how people are with lists they yeah, get real yeah, emotional yeah. about it of course but so yeah, I I, s- you know i'm one of those guys <laughs> who will start exactly. debating because they're gonna come at you with all kinds of stuff. but i, I want to throw this one out mm-hmm. um uh, it might not be important. Why say. not? What do you mean? Give it to me. Oh, I was just saying because, you know, like, I, I guess I'm a person who likes to share my opinion a lot. And, you know, sometimes opinions aren't necessarily necessary. Okay. But, like, for instance, though, like, uh, as far as, like, rappers go, as, like, as far as my favorites, mm-hmm. um, Biggie wouldn't be in my top five, but he is one of my favorites, though. Okay. okay That's okay. favorite list. I'm not going on what who's the top greatest, though. Okay. Okay. Yeah. That'd be different for you. You know what I'm saying? Eminem um, would be on the top of that list. But, hey, that's, yeah, a, that's sure. neither here or there. And Jay-Z would 
would be there too. So I saw the documentary because I don't want to keep going on that. I saw the documentary. It's on Netflix. You can watch it. And after this, actually after the podcast, we're going to get uh, Paul to get in there and watch it. I'll tell you what makes this. I'll give you three things that I got from the from the documentary really quick that I thought were powerful that really struck a chord with me. One is that this documentary has footage of Biggie or Christopher Wallace in a way you've never seen him because somehow, some way, one of his close friends, when he started to uh, go up the ranks and become really famous, uh, they were taking videos, VHS videos of him oh, wow. behind the scenes. So you see a lot of concert footage behind the scenes, him uh, doing music, recording stuff you don't see anywhere on YouTube. You can't find any of this footage anywhere else. It was literally a friend that is really was really close to him and still is to this day um, that took a bunch of VHS he, he would roll with the squad with the whole junior mafia and they would just take video and of random stuff all kind of stuff um, so it's good to see that image because you get to see Christopher Wallace aka uh, Biggie in a way that you've never seen him so he a lot of laughing one thing and so that's one number two is that the biggest thing I noticed about Big that I had no clue about was that he was a bigger R&B head than he was a hip hop head and it actually impacted the way he did music. Well, a lot of the best R&B was You're around right. that time when Biggie was dropping. 100%. Um, so, yeah. one thing that I heard well, like and I, Jodeci and, and stuff like exactly, that. Exactly. Actually, he actually sings some Jodeci on behind footage like oh, okay. they Oh, he, so that was a good call that yes, I called that. Yes, it was one. perfect. You actually have when you watch the documentary, I want to spoil it for you, but you're going to catch a, a glimpse of him singing with some of his boys literally laughing and they're singing Jodeci. So he sung a lot of R&B. He was influenced majorly by R&B because he had a family member in Jamaica, an uncle who was a singer. And also because his neighbor, uh, when he lived in Brooklyn, was a saxophone player. So he methodically or how do I want to see medley I want to musically sorry I banged that nah, all up but I uh, wanted to say mel melodically melodically there, there you go, go. There you got it <laughs> he was a, he was really about sounding a certain way on his cadence and how he ended yeah words and I know uh, we could get into that whole dialogue oh yeah, with you whole, you love that stuff but it really impacted because you know one thing that uh, Puffy said in the interviews in this documentary is that one thing that really struck him weird when he heard his mixtape or his his demo was that he heard him and he was like, yo, this dude sounds like none of the guys that are really big right now. And just his melody on records sounded so different. Wow. Uh, so that's what caught him. And then he said, and which is really cool, I don't want to mess it up, but it's really dope to hear this. So Puffy hears the demo and he lives in Harlem. He, he works in Harlem. He can't go to Brooklyn because uh, he's like, you just don't walk up into Bronzeville like that where Biggie's at. So I got Mr. C's hooked it up and they were able to meet. But he says, as soon as he met him, five minutes in, he told him, yo, I need to hear you spit like right now. You know, like back in the days, like when yeah. you heard those kind of stories. Uh, there story. wasn't, Yeah, there wasn't all that social media. And then number three was really what you sort of pressed on. Um, the influence and the things that Biggie did for culture like it really showed one of the things that i really didn't know about biggie smalls christopher wallace was that he was really about getting which i didn't get at the time because we just watching from outside was that he was really focused on everything changing them when a couple of friends died and when his daughter uh, was born and he changed his outlook he went from like i could still sell drugs and do music 
to I'm going to leave selling dope and I'm going to focus just on music. And then he became an entrepreneur. And there was other things Wait, he so wanted to do. So you're saying like when he had a daughter that that made him go yeah, away that, from illegal activity? Well, that was, yeah, exactly. And that part plus what, what I was trying to get with the point three uh-huh. was that he took his whole squad. Mm. Junior Mafia is literally a bunch of people. Like little C's. That, little yeah, a bunch of dudes, little C's, little Kim. All those dudes were literally on the block with him, and he really took them out. Like he, it was there was a story where they were they the first time they ever went out and left Bronzeville was with Biggie when he made it. He like got them to travel, and then I I'm even hearing and I'm sorry I'm giving so much out. Is that Biggie actually wrote all their lyrics for all of them? He gave them their names. He like was a heck of an A and R. So that's what they were saying. Those he really are the three. put in work for the crew. Yes, he did, bro. And I think he sort of bought that mantra that he wanted to really bring his people out too, not just be stuck on him making it, but his whole squad to really make it. And it reminds me of somebody. Yeah, it does. It, it does. reminds me of Eminem and D12. <laughs> I knew you were gonna go. It does. It does. And something how, like how, that. How M, how M really brought everybody on. Listen, D12 it's not M is M is alive. Okay, he's yeah, a living yeah, true, legend. True. And Biggie and Biggie. Is a great all-time great. He's so all-time great. This. Yes, he is. He but is. Yo, I'm, I'm gonna have to go watch that man. So I think, I'm gonna, I'm gonna the, watch that soon. We're gonna watch it soon because I'm gonna watch, gonna it, watch right it again. Now. You're gonna watch, <laughs> and then after you watch it, we'll come back and I want to hear your breakdown. And if you have any comments on what you think about the Biggie uh, documentary, definitely let us know. Send us a message. We would love to hear from it. 100 grand all day, every day. You already know. <laughs>